Merry Christmas, everybody. This week, before Christmas, we have a very special podcast. Several people have come on to share their favorite memories or traditions, and some of them are sharing things that will be really helpful for you during the Christmas season. I will even be sharing a memory at the end. One more thing that I wanted to mention as a Christmas gift after the first of the year, I'm going to hop on a Zoom call and you are all invited, anyone is invited to this free call and we can chat about parenting, we can chat about anything you want to. So look for that, I'll give information about that a little later in the week. And thank you for joining us for this Christmas podcast. Hi Lori, it's Jamie. A Christmas tradition that we love to do is we love to save a branch from our Christmas tree because we get a a live one and we hang it on our wall and we um, can see it in our dining room and we hang it up there all year and it's just a reminder of us that Jesus is with us throughout the year, which we know, but it's a helpful reminder and also for people who walk in the house and notice that they can ask and we can share about that reminder of Jesus. We have three children four years apart. They now are in their mid-40s with families of their own. They live a distance from us, so gathering for Christmas is often a challenge. Thank you, Lori, for helping me to remember Christmas morning so many years ago. Grandma and Papa often came to spend the night, and on Christmas Eve, the kids were able to open one package, new pajamas they guessed it every year. The next morning, A time was set and often an alarm for them to gather in the hallway in preparation for a first peek at Christmas. At the sound of the bell, they came into the living room to open their stockings. At the bottom of the stocking was their first clue to a scavenger hunt to reveal their main gift. The clues were age-based and they worked together. Sometimes the clue was outside at a neighbor's house, in the kitchen, or in grandma's pocket. And at the final destination, their main gift was revealed. We took a break for hot chocolate and snack, opened the remaining gifts, and had breakfast. Then the kids would go outside in the cul-de-sac to be with their neighborhood friends. It was such a fun time and a great memory. Merry Christmas to all. As a child, my father owned several small retail stores, and Christmas Eve was the busiest day of the year. The whole family worked at one of the stores till closing time then rushed off to the 10 p.m. Christmas Eve service at church. My parents especially came home exhausted and went straight to bed. There was no Christmas Eve dinner or sitting around a cozy fire or cookies for Santa. So when my husband and I got married in January of 1981, and our first baby arrived 11 months later, just in time for Christmas, I was determined to go all out and create the Christmas fantasy world I had longed for as a child. But by the very next Christmas, we had another baby, and two years later, a third. My dream Christmas began to turn into a nightmare of performance and perfectionism in the midst of raising three little ones, changing diapers, dealing with the inevitable stomach flu, and handling one tantrum after another. There was a Christmas Eve that I stayed up till the wee hours of Christmas morning making new stockings for the kids because I thought they just had to have them. They were the funniest looking stockings. The toes were too skinny to fit anything inside. 
Of course, I overdid on presents, which led to arguments with my husband on overspending and late nights spent wrapping them. As the years went by, I finally learned to let go of the expectations and the need to be perfect. I learned to embrace new traditions that made life easier, like getting Chinese takeout on Christmas Eve, which we still do every year. Now, as grandparents of 11, each grandchild gets one gift. I've learned that being present is the best present I could give. One memory I have of Christmas from when I was little was that my mom would always pick a day. We never knew which day it was while we were at school, and she would just deck the house out with decorations. And so simple, but it's just one of my most treasured memories in childhood, and it just created such a festive vibe, and it was just so in line with who she was, so intentional and so for our joy. One tradition that I really enjoyed on a generational level was that there are Norwegian roots in my family, and my grandma, she actually just, out of love, adopted the Norwegian traditions from her husband and learned how to make lefse and would teach all of us grandkids and kids how to do it, and just the beauty of that tradition and then enjoying it together. Okay, so one tradition in my home now that I really love, and it's just really practical, and it's for, it's a shout out to all you moms. I decided one Christmas that I was not posturing the way I wanted to Christmas because I was so trying to like deal with like, you know, the breakfast and the lunch and the dinner. And really, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted my brain to feel let down and enjoy. So we actually decided that on Christmas Eve, we spend a lot of time making a bunch of charcuterie boards and snack boards with protein and treats and all that. And we would do um, once a year a box really special cereal in the morning. And then we do the snack trays all day. And I don't have to, I mean, sometimes we feel like it will cook a nice dinner, but it just kind of takes mom off the hook. And I totally recommend implementing that into your tradition. I'd like to share a Christmas memory that happened when we were newlyweds. We were living away from our families. My husband was attending seminary and we really didn't have any extra money for a Christmas tree. But I secretly prayed and asked God for a Christmas tree. And about a week later, we had some visitors. And when they left, the woman handed me a $20 bill and said, this is for a Christmas tree. I began to cry as God answered my prayer. The next day, I went shopping with a friend and I was able to buy a Christmas tree and 12 red glass balls and a spool of plaid ribbon in which I made 12 little bows. The glass balls have all since broken and the ribbons are tattered and torn. But still to this day, 42 years later, we hang those plaid bows on our Christmas tree as a reminder that God is generous and gives good gifts to his children, the greatest being Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Christmas memories is a huge topic for me. My mind swirls with all sorts of things. One year, I decided to get creative and make a cake based on the song, Jesus Loves the Little Children, All the Children of the World, Red and Yellow, Black and White, They Are Precious in His Sight, etc. I made a four-layered cake, red, yellow, black, white. I covered it with red icing, representing the blood of Christ. Of course, I am no baker, and a four-layer cake is kind of challenging. When finished, 
the layer started slipping off to one side at about a 45 degree angle, heading for disaster. But the rubber door stopper saved the day. I put it under the plate, holding the cake so that the top layer was horizontally level, though the cake was wacko. Then I covered the door stopper with some plastic holly decoration. It was memorably odd looking, but tasted good. The kids remember that birthday cake. Here's another. One year, I wrapped a gift at Christmas and put it under the tree with no name on it. The kids kept asking, who's that for? Anticipation about that box would build as Christmas neared. On Christmas Eve, during our Advent service, we let all the kids gather to open the gift. After all, it seemed to be for everyone. Inside was a baby Jesus figurine. We went on to explain the gospel to our children and how Jesus came for everyone. To have Jesus in your life, to be saved, you simply had to open the box and get what was inside. In the gospel message, we just have to receive the salvation that Jesus has for us by opening the gift that he offers to us. That was the night our oldest son was saved. Here's a memory. When our children were adolescents and teens, we would pick a family that we'd like to get to know. Maybe from church, maybe a neighbor, etc., We would deliver gifts anonymously and secretly for 12 days before Christmas morning. Day one, we would deliver one large candy cane with a note reading, The First Day of Christmas. The second day, we might deliver two tree ornaments with a note reading, The Second Day of Christmas, etc. Our children were the runners and would wear a black cape and a mask to remain secret. On Christmas Eve, we would drop by with a 12 of a certain item, opening the door to witnessing of Christ. We have lots of stories of families who received this and literally made their Christmas that year. One thing was for sure, we had fun and it was memorable for all. Santa Claus. Usually Dave would dress up in the Santa suit on Christmas Eve and make an appearance when the grandkids were in town at our home. One year, One grandson was brokenhearted because he recognized granddad's shoes and realized that it was Dave and not Santa. It was so sad to him that adults packed the kids off to bed. Then with a room full of grandkids in sleeping bags and in bunk beds in the back bedroom, we adults decided to have some fun. We went outside with some jingle bells and started jingling them outside so that the kids could hear it. Then one daughter began to throw pebbles on the roof of that bedroom to make sure it sounded like reindeer hooves. The grandkids went wild with excitement and swore that Santa had really come. It was a wonderful night for that young grandson who had the magic of Santa restored for a bit longer. When young grandkids were in town, we would have them act out the Christmas story. Granddad would read it out loud slowly and the designated shepherds would come in as he read the story. Then the angels would appear then the stable and the baby Jesus, etc. It was totally unrehearsed and perhaps not exactly under control, but the children heard the story and participated in it. They remember those nights together. Let's see. Dave's mother would have Christmas Eve at her home when our children were young. After dinner, we would read the Christmas story. Then every person was invited to be prepared to share a special talent that they have with the family. We saw a variety of things during those evenings songs being sung, poems that the children had written and read out loud, scripture being quoted. We even heard speeches about how to groom a dog and all sorts of topics. Memories were definitely made.
Oh my goodness, I've got so many wonderful memories of Christmas and childhood. But the one that sticks with me the most is both fun and traditional and also a little bit of odd excitement. So my memory starts with the fact that every year we did the same thing. We had a Christmas program at church where we all had little things we memorized and sang and and all the parents came and we dressed up and it was really fun. After that we went to Christmas Tree Lane which was a street in the town that I grew up where all the houses were decorated so, so well and, and so much fun. And at the very end of the cul-de-sac was Santa Claus giving out an apple and a candy cane. And so we'd get our apple and candy cane and then we'd head on home. And this was the anticipated present opening on Christmas Eve. We didn't open on Christmas morning. We opened on Christmas Eve. And we had had presents under the tree for a long few weeks maybe. And we had been trying to look through the paper to find out what they were. And sometimes we guessed, but my mom had made secret codes so we wouldn't be able to guess. She finally stopped labeling them. So so we didn't know whose was what. And that was fun. And then it was the ultimate climax of opening the presents. So this particular evening, I think I was in about fifth grade and my present was a hamster. I don't know if, I don't think the hamster was wrapped, but I opened up the present and was directed to the hamster. And I was so excited because I wanted a hamster so much. So I, I get out the hamster and I wasn't afraid to hold it because after all, it wasn't a rat. <laughs> but we took it into the kitchen and let it run around on the kitchen floor thinking it was an enclosed area. But wouldn't you know it, the hamster found that under the cabinet was a space that it crawled up into into the space and my mom was in a terror that the hamster was going to go into the wall and die in the wall and smell our house all up. <laughs> so we sat there and we were just tense and, and it was just the, probably the hardest 15 minutes for my mother and for me because I had lost my hamster. And then all of a sudden we see a little nose peek out from under the cabinet where it had gone up and it came out and I was able to catch it and I was like such relief that my hamster gift was not gone forever. So Merry Christmas to you and I hope you have just a wonderful time celebrating and don't forget that my gift for you is one or two Zoom calls where we can just talk about anything you want to talk about parenting or otherwise. So talk to you soon. And remember to rest in the Lord this week, and especially this week when we remember that peace came down to earth in a practical way. Thank you.